Welcome to Shooks and Gifts, Season 6, Episode 1. In this episode, I'm going to give you a little sneak peek into the Ditch Summit, talk about some sleep sounds and meditations, explore how AI and a specific tool is exploding right now in the implications on education, places to find podcasts for middle schoolers, some tools for images, and how to create gifts that look like you're typing. Let's give it a go. Welcome to Shooks and Gif, the podcast where I share EdTech treasures I love. Each episode, I share a tool, website, tip, trick, or more that you might find helpful for you or your learners. I'm your host, Jen Giffen. Let's give it a go. Time flies like an arrow. Fruit flies like bananas. Well, hello, old friends and new friends. It's been a hot minute. Before I even started this episode, I named it, Am I Really a Podcaster? Because I had this existential crisis, if you will, (laughs) over the last little bit. It's been nine months, maybe even to the day, actually, since I last recorded an episode. And I I would apologize for it, but I just feel like there's no apologies post-COVID for a little bit of burnout. And I didn't even realize that's what was going on until I realized that's what was going on. So let me give you a little bit of uh, of background on where I've been. But before I do that, anyone who's new, welcome. This is Shooks and Gif. I am your uh, host here, Jen Giffen. As I say in the intro, new intro, which we will get to as well, uh, I, I like to share EdTech tips and tools, things I find on the web. And I used to do this with my great friend, Kim Polishuk. We, were, uh, we, we did this when we were working together and then Kim had to bow out for personal reasons. And now Kim is a vice principal. So she really doesn't have time. Uh, And I realized that in the intro, I said, hey, I do this weekly. And then like nine months later, here's an episode. And so I changed it. And with Kim's blessing, I did change the intro. Uh, So she's always here in spirit. I won't change the name because I do love the name and I love that she's here in our hearts. Um, But that's that's what's going on with that. Now, back to nine months. So in our last episode, if you were listening, I was doing a massive renovation on my home, which is done. I love my house. It's beautiful. It's great. And when that was sort of going on, I was like, I need to take a break. There's too many things going on. We were sort of still in COVID around that time. My kids and and my husband got COVID. I somehow managed to avoid it. And yeah, that's what was going on. And then the school year sort of ended and I thought, you know what, maybe I'll just start in in September. And in September, I had all these ambitions and I just, I couldn't get myself motivated. Are you finding this too? I just, I couldn't do it. And I would hear about ed tech things and tools that I liked. And I thought, oh, I should share this with the Shooks and Gift listeners. And, and then I then I couldn't. And I just couldn't. And I, I don't know what it was inside me. And then I'm, I have a sneak peek to Ditch Summit. So this is my first share. My first share is Ditch Summit is back. Oh, I'm so excited about this. Ditch Summit, for those of you who do not know, is um, uh, something that Matt Miller from Ditch That Textbook puts on every year since 2016. It's he, he dubs it some of the brightest minds and educations come together to discuss technology, pedagogy, and more. It's free for teachers. You just need to go to ditchsummit.com and sign up. And 
uh, episodes drop, their YouTube videos uh, drop starting tomorrow. If you're if you're listening, if I get this out today, starting tomorrow, which is December the 12th, and they run right through until January 6th. It's like the longest he's ever done it. But they really snuck up on me because if you've been a listener, if you follow me on social, you'll know that since 2016, I have been sketch noting the Ditch Summit. I love it. Um, I, I love how it activates my mind. I love how it gives me energy. And so I, I do this every year. I was actually a guest last year and I, I oh gosh, I was so honored to be invited on by, by Matt. Um, but I have some sneak previews and let me tell you, one of them, Mandy Freilich, uh, hers, he brought me to you today. I'm not going to spoil anything, but she talks about teacher wellness and how we're, how we're feeling. I don't want to say post-pandemic because I'm not totally sure we're post-pandemic but how we're feeling after you know the last going on three years now and why we might not be finding motivation and it just really hit home all the feels and I thought you know what this is what's holding me back it's it's a lot of what she talks about so I did some soul searching yesterday I went back to my show notes which I built earlier this week and I put it on my calendar and I said Sunday morning I'm back shooks and gif here we are we got a lot to talk about so that's it for those of you who are new listeners, I, I don't always ramble on this much. I do ramble. I do ramble. You'll get used to it. Um, but that's it. That's uh, that's why I'm here. I'm glad I'm back. Uh, I hope for those of you who have been listening for some time, you're excited to hear some of the stuff that I have to share. And uh, I'm, I'm, I'm happy to be back in the community. So... So welcome back to you. Welcome back to me. And uh, let's let's get going. So I, I shared Ditch Summit. Another thing that I found along with the whole mental wellness and feeling regulated and stuff, I found another really um, cool mindfulness and meditation tool. And I, I'm not a meditator. If, if you've met me, meditating is I, I try <laughs> just a little bit too hyper. I think I, I keep trying. I'm not giving up. I think that sketch noting is my meditating that's when I really zone down. Um, I am really extroverted. People ask my husband all the time, like, how do you deal with her energy? And he'll tell you, like, I totally power down at home. I'm actually pretty calm. Um, but when I do need to meditate, I, I try the Calm app, love the Calm app, and that's one that will get me. But I found this one too. It's called Sleep Jar. And Sleep Jar, it's linked in the show notes, which can, of course, be found on shooksandgift.com. And Sleep Jar is at sleepjar.com. And if you go to Sleep Jar, what it offers you is different um, sounds, like sleep sounds. It has stories. It has guided meditations. You can load it onto Alexa, Android, iPhone, Fire TV, wherever you want. And I think it's just a really cool way to ground yourself and even your classes when you are um, when you're feeling a little bit dysregulated unregulated whatever not regulated uh, there it is free there is a you can upgrade it to a premium and you can get some quality HD and you can mix sounds together and stuff but if you go into like sleep sounds for example I wonder I'm gonna see if you can hear these I, I'm gonna try this okay so I might try thunderstorm Oh, yeah. In the in the unpaid version, you're also going to have the the adding the ads. But I really like it. Um, sometimes I don't need music on when I'm trying to concentrate. But in my library learning commons, I I find that sometimes I just need to get into a zone. And the students are there and they're talking and they're collaborating and right all those those 
small conversations add up to big noise. And I just need something to power me out. And this is a really great website to do that. I've shared other ones like it. I really like this one. Like I said, there's also stories and there's meditations you can go through. So check it out if you're feeling that's something that you or maybe your students can use. Because I'm noticing a lot of like an intense anxiety and, and energies coming up to the holiday season. I know here in Ontario, we actually go right through until the 23rd of December. So we have two full weeks left of class and I'm already seeing people needing that break more than ever. Um, American friends, a lot of you probably just had Thanksgiving. We have Thanksgiving in October and we only get like one day off for it. It's not quite uh, the the event that you have in the States for American listeners. Uh, so we're ready. We're ready to, to power down. Okay, the second one, and this is the one that actually made me uh, want to go in and create the show notes for this episode. I'm I'm sure you've heard about it by now. I actually, I heard about it, I think, fairly early um, because it was over a week ago that I'd I'd heard about it now. Um, And I should have gone on, I should have gone on, but you know, things happen. Is the chat GPT from OpenAI. Now, if you haven't heard about this, don't worry. I imagine a lot of you have, though, if you're you're following technology at all. It is an AI-powered chatbot that interacts with users in a convincing and conversational way. And it is creepy and awesome at the same time. So I've linked in the show notes a news article about the tool. In order to use the tool, you do need to sign in um, and create an account. But that's, you know. Do it if you want, don't if you don't. I had the aha. I had one of our uh, teachers at our school, a young teacher at our school came to me and said, Jen, you're really into tech. So have you seen this? And I said, no, what is it? And he, I said, oh, that, that, sounds, that sounds interesting. It has conversations with you. Like you can ask it questions. You can tell it to write something for you. Oh, yeah, sure. Send it over. Send it over. So he sent it over and I spent about 40 minutes that night with my eyes bulging out of my head at what this tool can do. Basically, you can write anything and it will go back and forth as though it's a, a human on the other side, chatting with you. A very smart human at that. It reminds me of when, I, when my kids were little, one of them asked me a question. We were driving in the car and they're like, mama. And I don't even remember what the question was. And then I said, oh, I don't know, honey. He goes, ask, ask that lady in your phone. And he literally thought Siri was someone like waiting for my every request on the other end, like a phone call. And it this is what this is what this reminds me of chat GPT. So you can go in and you can write something. So I tried it out at first. I'm like, okay, teachers obviously are thinking like plagiarism. And I thought, okay, okay, let, let's go in and see. So I said, you know, write uh, uh, an essay about, uh, what did I say? Jealousy and Othello, something that, uh, an essay topic that I used to give a million years ago when I was teaching English. And sure enough, it created a pretty decent essay. Like for, if you're talking high school level, just, you know, not, this is not exemplary. This is not the best essay I've ever read, but is it going to pass? Absolutely. Is it going to do well? Yeah. Yeah. It's going to do pretty well, especially if students jump in and supplement their answers. It's going to do pretty great. It also does coding, like writing code really, really well. Uh, I'm currently trying to advocate to get some uh, library sections back in our district. And I asked, okay, you know, Tell me the benefits of, of school libraries. And it wrote something about that. Now, I'd already written a script and it touched on a ton of the things that I had said, which was amazing. So 
I think a lot of teachers are going to the negative of this. I think a lot of them are saying like, oh, I don't know. Is this is this right? Should we be doing this? And what about plagiarism? And what about original thought? And how are kids going to be able to write? I, I get all that. But I encourage you to um, check out Jen Casa Todd, my, my friend, the other Canadian Jen. She has a blog post about this and, and the benefits and, and the implications for education. And she links to another uh, colleague of mine here in York Region in Ontario um, named um, Zach Title. And Zach has this whole thread about what it looks like and what it could mean in education. And I found it really enlightening, not only for, hey, here are the negative connotations for it and here are the negative consequences that a tool might th- like this might bring, but also just here's how we might use it for good. And our library heads group also were talking about it. And we talked about just like, what kind of things are we assigning to our students to do? And, and how much are we valuing that product over the process? And I think process work finally is going to become something that students are going to have to do effective use of class time. Now, I don't encourage the whole, oh, we're just gonna have to go back to pen to paper and we're going to have to go and, um, you know, have them write everything in class because that's not realistic. We need to find ways around this. So I would definitely encourage you to check out the tool, think about the implications for your own practice, and then also think about like, how could I use this to my benefit. Students are going to use it. They're already talking about it. It's gone viral. Talk to your students about it even. Like, how are they seeing it? How are they using it? What are they thinking? I'm very curious to see how these conversations progress as this tool becomes more widely known and more widely used before it's monetized because we know it's going to be monetized. If you want to head over to my my favorite, everyone knows he's my favorite, Eric Kurtz's uh, blog post too at Control-Alt-Achieve, he uh, actually had the, um, the chat bot like the chat GPT bot, uh, write his most recent blog post. And it is scary how much what it created, he probably would have written himself. And he he admits that. Very cool. And again, part of that conversation. I think we're at the conversation exploration. I don't have a lot of insight to offer because I need to explore more, but I do encourage you to do the same. Okay, my next share is, speaking of Eric, from Eric, he shared it in uh, one of his, was it a blog post that he wrote? Yeah, his input out, but I love, I love that. Eric, if you're listening, that fuels me so much for what I do. In fact, sometimes I'm like, oh, okay, I have to find other things because all of these are Eric's. And then I just feel like I'm reading you his, his, uh, his newsletter, which you should, you should subscribe to, by the way, it's, it's actually quite brilliant. he's been doing it for so long. I don't know how he still has energy. I'm going to talk to him about that. When I go to FETC, that's a little sidebar. I'm going to New Orleans in January. I'm very excited. I think that's going to give me sort of that push of excitement that I've been waiting for. I think part of my, my burnout and lack of motivation has been that I haven't been around the energy of ed tech. So I'm looking forward to that. Okay. Back to Eric. He shared something called Gen Z or Gen Z media, um, and they create and produce innovative audio programming for all ages and audiences. So if you if you visit their website, which is gzzmclassroom.com, it will take you to a whole bunch of resources there. They're podcasts and free instructional resources created with middle grade students and teachers in mind. So they have um, a podcast called Six Minutes, which is like a mystery. They're becoming Mother Nature. What else do they have in here? They're, they're just all these little shorts. Oh, GMZ Trivia Night. What's that? 
or GZM, Trivia Night. Um, the Young Ben Franklin, Teachers Passing Notes. This is a podcast for educators discussing creative lessons, practices, and ideas. I love that. What, what, a, what a fantastic name for a podcast. Um, podcast title still pending. So learn how to make your own podcast. And it tells you, if you flip over each card, it'll say, okay, five to 10 minute episodes, and there's 15 minute episodes. Um, there's Here's one's nice to meet you. Tune in to Professor Burkhead's unconventional weekly experiment. There's a whole bunch of different things here. If you're looking for um, middle schoolers or even just a quick introduction to podcasting, you can definitely check out this um, this website because it has a lot there for you all curated in one spot. Really user friendly, really appropriate for classrooms. I love it. It's awesome. You know how I feel about podcasts. So love it. Good one. Uh, I also have a few new uh, image te- uh, image cleanup tools. Oh my goodness! Honest, honestly, like I haven't I haven't podcast in a while, so I'm falling over words. I can also take a little sip of my water here. Mm. Since August, I have been drinking a gallon of water. That's four liters of water almost every day. I feel fantastic, and I'm sleeping like a log. So if you're having trouble sleeping, try some water. Just that's my little non ed tech tip for you. Okay, so image cleanup tools. Uh, I shared one a little while ago that it was called uh, Backup. Oh, now, of course, I don't remember the name of it, but it actually it was probably one of my best tweets ever that went out. I put a picture of me, you know, pointing at something in my office, and then I you know, took things out and I used it sort of like, a, um, how are these images different? Like find the missing pieces or what, what are those called? The, uh, it doesn't matter. Um, and I found some more. So there's one called Image Cleaner that you can check out. It's uh, image, imgcleaner.com. And then there's another one called Magic Studio Magic Eraser. And it's magicstudio.com forward slash magic eraser forward slash editor. And they, they do the same thing. You you upload a photo of your choice and or an image of your choice and it can be yours or from the internet, whatever you want to do. And you load it in and then they have an eraser tool where you can take pieces out and then it just blends it nicely into whatever the background was. It uses AI, sort of like chat GPT. Um, it uses AI to find what it should look like. And anyway, uh, implications for education. I think it would be a really cool thing if you're have if you're um, sort of quizzing students on, hey, what's missing from this? Like I'm thinking like, in science, what what's missing from the, these steps or this process? What part of the cell is missing? Let's say, um, I think too, you could have uh, images from famous historical times and take different people out and say who's missing. How would the conversation change if this person hadn't been there? Things like that, I think, could be really beneficial. And you know, it's also really good if you have a situation where, let's say, you have a bunch of students who are allowed to be shared on media. Um, I know that we have media release forms to share on social media, not names, obviously, but fate faces or likenesses of but if you have one student who's like oh this kid can't be in it but this is a really great picture I think you could use it for that too although I'm thinking long term of implications you probably shouldn't have those pictures at all of those students but anyway you get my point different ways to use that really love it Along with the image um, idea, I've shared a PDF candy a few times, I think, on this show, and I, I share it in my life all the time. If you don't know it or if you're a new listener, forget that tool. PDF candy does everything you want to do to a PDF. It can turn um, docs into PDFs, but it also can change like documents in 
or sorry, PDFs back into documents, especially if they were scanned properly. It saves a ton of time. It can split PDFs. It can take certain pages out of them. I love PDF candy. So I was very excited to find IMG candy, image candy, which does similar things, but to images. So it can compress images. If you ever find that you're like, oh, that one's too big. We need a smaller size. It does that. It can add watermarks. There's even a little meme generator if you want to create memes, although you can do that everywhere, but it's one stop. Um, the H-E-I-C to JPEG, anyone taking live photos on their iPhone and they're like, oh, I need this to be a JPEG. It won't it won't work I, on my Mac. There's an automatic there's an automation I've set up. But if you don't have that, you can always go into this imgcandy.com and boom, click of a, a button and off you go. You can flip images, you can crop them, you can remove backgrounds, you can rotate, you can turn it into a PDF, you can convert it. I haven't actually done the converter. I wonder which what you can convert to. I'm going to add a file here. Oh, here. No. <laughs> Let's put this photo in. Nothing nothing like hearing someone work on a computer while you're listening to a podcast. I can convert it to SVG, so vector file. Oh, that's handy, especially if you want to do some sort of like images to put on shirts or whatever. Anyway, JPEG, I can convert to PNG and I can convert to PDF. So not a ton of them, although I don't know what else I would want to convert to. Um, but yeah, very cool. I really like that one. I really like that one. IMG candy or image candy. And then my last one also shared by Eric. My last share of the day is called msgif. Okay. msgif.net or msgif.net or ms. I'm not going to say the other way to say gif because there's no other way to say gif. See, this is, this is what happens when Kim's not here. Ha <laughs> ha, Kim, gif forever. Um, so I can go here to msgif.net. And this is really cool because it's a, a gif generator, generator that converts your messages into gif animations. So you come in and you type something out and then it makes it look like it's a typewriter and it actually types it out. It's They show examples of people putting it on social media, which I think is cool. I think it would really be cool in, in breakout rooms for students. Um, I think it would even be like upload to your M, uh, LMS. We know that having images or visuals associated with text can really draw in viewers. It becomes more engaging. So imagine putting this on an LMS, getting students' attention. So I'm going to type one here that says, Shooks and GIF is back for season six and then in brackets I'm going to put finally and then I'm going to record oh I'm a liar sorry you have to type that shooks and gif you had to push record first is back for season six finally woohoo oh there's no g in woohoo and I'm going to create my gif I hit the create the gif button and it's done. And there it is. It's back. And then I can download it. It's just a fun little tool. I don't know. I think it's, I think it's fun. <laughs> I think, I think there's a lot of things that we can do with it that just, you know, can, like I said, captivate an audience or just use in a variety of ways. So there we are, my friends. Shooks and GIF is back. This is season six, episode one. I'm glad to be here. I hope that you found something in this episode that can inspire you in some way in your practice. As always, you are welcome to share with me. I love to hear what you say. And in the outro, you will hear how you can get in touch with me. Uh, thank you for listening. And remember, as always, if you have an aha, give it a go. That's it for this episode of Shooks and Gif. 
Show notes for this and all episodes can be found at shooksandgif.com. That's S-H-U and G-I-F-F dot com. As always, I would love to hear about your ahas. I can be found on social media at virtualgif with two Fs, or you can email me, jen at virtualgif.com. Thanks for listening. And as always, have an aha, give it a go. Look at that. I guess I'm a podcaster again.